All right, everyone. Welcome back to another act of Stay Hot. Troy, we're at Act 30 here. Um, for those that are just joining us for the first time, Stay Hot is a podcast that is centered around the journey of young tech founder and CEO Troy Crema as he builds one of Canada's hottest tech startups, GreenCube. Troy, how are you doing today? Tristan, pleasure as always. Uh, pretty remarkable that it's Act uh Act 30 here, uh, Act Triple X. We're going to call this one the Vin Diesel episode. The Vin no. Diesel <laughs> Act 30. We have a lot to talk about because uh, it's, it's, an, it's the first act um, of the new year in 2022. You and I have experienced a, little, a few ailments on our way into this year. But before we get there, <laughs> I want to introduce our sponsors for today's act. This act is brought to you by GCX a SaaS subscription service that delivers 10 ultra-qualified and hyper-personalized leads to a salesperson every Monday to increase their productivity. Did you know, Troy, that salespeople spend over 50% of their time on unproductive prospecting? Also, traditional prospecting tools deliver target audiences that were only 60% accurate based on their ICP or ideal customer profile. I didn't know that. You didn't know that. Well, guess what? GCX is the first ever artificially intelligent prospecting platform that matches you with your highest quality prospects in your direct ICP, delivering 99.8% accuracy when it comes to your ICP targets. So for Stay Hot listeners, we are currently offering the platform for free for January. Is this correct? 100%. This is correct. Um, and we want your feedback. So head to the link in our description to start your free trial today. We can't, we can't wait to get you on this amazing platform. Uh, the future of sales prospecting has arrived. Welcome to GCX. GCX, baby. Yep. Uh, really excited. Wow. We might hire you. Did we hire you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. So Troy, Troy, this is the first act that, uh, that we've had in the new year. Um, you and I have kind of caught the bid at around the same time um talk to us how how was that experience yeah i think um it wasn't a great experience i think i actually had a combination of the uh, omicron and the delta variant uh, from what i gathered on the symptom wise so of course i would be the one that gets hit hard uh, throughout this whole process but um it was okay um there's a little bit of a trend i think uh just health wise i'm fine uh still Developing a little bit of shortness of breath. I don't know if you're feeling that as well, uh, but something that I uh, kind of still am, uh, still have along the lines there. But besides that, um, everything's pretty good. I'm pretty held back normal and health wise. Um, how about you, buddy? Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't believe how sick I felt. Like, mm-hmm. like what it felt for me was like a terrible stomach flu. Yeah. Um. You know, there were points where I was even throwing up and stuff. Mm-hmm. But. I'm back, feel great. Um, the only thing look that, great, look that, great, that, look hey, great. Thanks, buddy. The only the only thing I'm the, I'm wondering is like that's obviously not ideal for you because like this it's always the start of a new year. It's like boom, we're gonna yeah. hit the ground running hard. I can't wait mm-hmm. to get you know start fresh, quote unquote. It's the start of a new fiscal year. Like we have all these goals, right. objectives, and boom, you're in bed as the CEO and founder of a, a tech startup. How was that, and how did it like play on your mind, like your mental? Oh, yeah. Thanks, buddy. I know I'm mental. Um, but yeah, no, I think, uh, listen, I, I don't think it's ever how you want to start the year. But luckily, um, when you're always attached to your business, and you're always working 
Um, you don't really take any prolonged breaks uh, yeah. when it comes to it, and you're always engaged. You never really, you're never really behind if that makes sense. So uh, when and also, um, so what I would say is, listen, um, I was kind of lucky because the first week of the new year. It's something called like a New Year's Eve, New Year's hangover um, when it comes to business, and a lot of people are still taking that extra week before they come back and really start to hit the ground running, uh, which ultimately was kicked off this week at Jan 10. So luckily, um, it wasn't terrible timing from that perspective. But I think honestly, it's just having the ability to adjust, right? And uh, mm -hmm. we have a great team here, and we built the infrastructure in place to be able to execute uh, with without me or with me uh, at some sure. points and. Uh, Luckily, the team picked up right where we left off. We were prepared for Jam for a Jam One start, Jam Three start on the Monday, and uh, we had a great first week. And uh, I wasn't able. It was kind of crazy though. I'm, uh, you know me, I like to talk, and um, I actually wasn't physically able to do sales calls. Um, mm. Actually, because I actually couldn't catch my breath on calls, uh, which is uh, like I've I've done calls with the flu, like like right. like Jordan's flu game. Like I've done I've done calls where um, I'm not on camera and I'm. I'm, uh, I'm just I'm just doing it from my bed. Like I've done yeah. those calls, but this one was weird because I actually couldn't talk mm. for long periods of time because I'd lose my breath. And uh, it was almost, and uh, so the funny thing about it was Tristan was I had, you had to adjust and you can be productive um, even if you're not doing full calls. So what I had to do was kind of suck. You have to push all your calls the following week and reschedule. Sure. But what I could really focus on when I had COVID, which was great, was my outreach. I could uh, really focus on doing outreach because outreach in prospecting and outreaching digitally, you're not cold, you're not calling anyone nowadays because right. you don't have their phone number, they're not in the office, they're working remote. It's hard to get the people via cold calling. People just don't like doing it. They want no contact list. Ultimately, why we're in business. Uh, so I got to really dive into just my outreach process and uh, got to dive really into GC, GCX, make some great product upgrades and innovations there. Um, and so I really was able to allocate my time to my to the outreach side of it and really kind of go with more of a product front uh, mm -hmm. to drive to build my personal top of the funnel. And then also, um, I mean, we're in the midst of a fundraiser now, as you know, and uh, I've had to also do some more prospecting on that side from an investment perspective. So really just it was a great week for me to kind of adjust and focus more product wise um, instead of maybe selling and talking. Uh, but ultimately, I was essentially selling myself through my outreach is sure. essentially what you're doing sure and i think that's that's like one of the best thing that like, I, i'm not trying to downplay the pandemic or this virus and because like, people have had like terrible situations come from it but yep. one of the best things that's happened because of that has given people the opportunity to work digitally and so mm -hmm. like five years ago if you were sick at home like if you were out of the office there was no there was no real capability of selling online hopping on zoom calls doing digital right. outreach people weren't as familiar as they are with it now so so like that's almost like a like a positive that hey you can still be in bed and like still actively working on your business there's just no excuse. oh it was, it was it was really cool and i got to use the green cube product right like the green mm. cube product was running in the background i was on gcx i was on the mobile version of gcx i was on my phone i was like i had my uh i had my pillow up and I was like peeking with one eye open because I was like basically half dying. Yeah, and yeah. I was I was I was looking at it and I was like, oh, okay. They got an engagement score of 86 out of 100. Okay, ITP score 73, a CRO located in Toronto, comp side tech. Wow, okay, this is a great contact. Click, go to his LinkedIn, send him a personal note, like right here with my one eye open.
done i've gotten some great calls booked and uh, so i really got to dive into the product and use it but even when you have covid guys even when you're sick even when you're um not feeling too great you can always do something to help better yourself at the end of the day and uh, ultimately for me that was uh doing some cool outreach and leveraging using the jacrinky product yeah that's huge um and and unfortunately like you know what what you and I have talked about this off camera and stuff. And what we're trying to do now is stay hot is bring in some industry news headlines and all that kind of stuff. I think, right. I think just organically and naturally as things come up in conversation, that's totally fine. I don't think we need to like be so hard because this is what we we've always been doing. Stay hot. It's just like natural flow conversation, whatever. So instead, 100%. as soon as you start to like time block time and say, all right, time's up, we need to move on to this conversation. That's when it gets like, bleh. so like, yeah, so, so the way, like, unfortunately, this is some bad news right now. It's like the state that Ontario is in, Ontario just came out with some new um, guidelines, restrictions back down to stage two, which is like, yeah. honestly, now like a lot of like, it's almost like, have you seen that meme? It's like the time countries have spent in lockdown and it's like three months and then like other countries are so like six funny months. and then i think and then canada's just like this and here we are ontario's back in lockdown like gyms are closed all this kind of stuff how how have these new restrictions um changed the way for like small businesses like like a lot of businesses are getting hit hard right now the canadian government's coming out with like ten thousand dollar grants for small businesses where's yep. green cube fall in um, these new restrictions, how has it affected the way you guys are doing it? Has it at all? Yeah, I think, uh, listen, I think um, COVID is such a beast in of itself. And uh, I don't think you actually know what you have to go through. And it's different for every person. And you have to be, as an employer, you got to be conscious of that, right? And uh, like I said, you got to, we always, first off, first thing that we do is always look out for the well-being of our employees. Uh, we want them to be safe. Uh, we want them to make sure that they're okay. And uh, mentally that they're in a good spot as well uh, versus physically if you do get it. But um, given what's happening with restrictions um, as well, um, I think company cultures have really been put to the test. I think that's something that we've built our culture um, around a very much um, a, a work hard, play hard kind of mentality um, and build a really fun, high energy type of culture and our people, um, it's funny, right? When you when you instill culture in, in around a company or in people um, and you hire people around that culture of uh, just wanting to not just better green cube, but also wake up every day and better benefit themselves first. Um, you have, we can work anywhere, man. We can honestly work remotely. We can work in the office. Um, what we've done just from a um, um, uh, just from a government compliance perspective is I don't think uh, uh, most of most businesses are not, um, we're not a necessity business, mm -hmm. uh, but we are, but are, we, we have a voluntary approach, right? So ultimately our employees can come in and work if they want to um, out of the office here um, until obviously restrictions are uplifted, yeah. which I think is later in, in later in January. Um, but I think the real kind of message, our whole sales team's in right now of myself, Francois, Clark, um, Jeff as well is coming in part-time as too. So um, it's very voluntary, um, but I think it's a testament to the culture that we built, right? That yeah. even during a pandemic, even during people are kind of sick of working from home a little bit too. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of uh, Zoom fatigue as everyone likes to call it. Um, people, we're getting more people that are coming back and walking into want to be back in the office. And the only reason you only want to go somewhere 
and work somewhere and be a part of something is if you really like the people you're working right. around, you really like what the problem that we're solving. And that's just a testament to the culture that we've built. But the one thing I would say on the COVID side, uh, from an employer's perspective, that I don't think a lot of actually people address and talk to because um, uh, it's a lot more employee focused, which it should be um, at the end of the day, is um, my message to employees um, during these times to your employers is be proactive and be communicative. Um, that's something that um, businesses, whether you're an SMB or a bricks and mortar business, whether you're a digital online business with tens of thousands of employees, um, communication and proactivity is always key. And if you're a proactive and you're a communicative employee, whether that's the good news or the bad news mm -hmm. at some points, but you bring it to light and you don't try to hide stuff, you're not trying to hide from Zooms and you're just in the channels, active, proactively communicating on whether that's your Slack or your emails, it goes a long way for an employer. And so um, our, us as employers, man, we're looking out for our employees. We want to make sure that they're in the best situation possibly physically, mentally, psychologically, uh, but also uh, help us a little bit too, guys, and uh, ultimately just be communicated, be proactive. Do that for yourselves at the end of the day. Yeah, no, that's huge because like <clears throat> everyone's being affected. It's not like some people are being affected and other people's aren't. It's like we're all living through this. I know we're in this two going on two plus years now but like it's just common courtesy and and that's what the that's why the best businesses can adapt and when they get hit with adversity like this no one could have predicted this the best businesses are the ones that have established that culture and then have established you know one of the key pillars in in culture should be communication whether that's right. in sports whether that's in relationships like if something comes up just communicate you know, yeah. the, the more you run from your problems, the more you run from this and that, or you're scared to talk to your person, like you guys are going to fail regardless of 100%. a pandemic or not. So I think that's a huge message. I think that's going to resonate with a lot of people. Um, and it just, it just shows your, it just shows your leadership too. Yeah. And I would say to that, um, listen, guys, I was the guy uh, when I was first starting out as a young professional, still a young professional, but like when I was really young, yeah. uh, I think you always, there's like, we always talk about this culture, right? And the social culture of um, you want to be perfect, right? And you want to, you don't want to show that you have any flaws or you don't want to show that you make mistakes as a young person or show that, Hey, you know what? I have some gaps or I, I have some weaknesses per se. Um, and the really, when you try to dance around that, you don't try to talk to it and address it in the moments, um, eventually it builds and it builds and it builds and it builds and it builds. And eventually what happens is you got so much stuff that you've just tried to hide that ultimately you can't hide it anymore and it blows up. And, uh, what I've just found amongst young people, and it's, it's so funny, man, employers love employees that are communicative and just tell the truth and are honest and yep. in business honesty is everything uh even on sales fronts and even on the customer centric fronts if you're honest if you're transparent if you're open and receiving communication people trust you they're willing to work with you um and ultimately just being open and transparent guys about everything um and it also it feels really good internally you don't have any anxiety Sure. You're not trying to hold stuff internally and try to Jeez. jump jump through hoops uh, with relationships, whether that's personal or in work, yep. and uh, it just goes a long way. Yeah, that's huge. Troy, I want to talk about um, goal setting, planning. You know what 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 was what was your process like at the end of last year, knowing that we were starting a new fresh year? How do you go about that for personal goal setting, and then also like right. company goal setting too? Right. And I, I think um, personally, like um, 
it's funny, right? It's, um, uh, I think personally, I took a little bit of time over the break to reflect on just kind of where, what we did over the last year and how impactful and awesome that was. Um, and uh, took took a day or so to actually really enjoy that. I think that was something that I was proud about. I was proud personally of myself. I was proud personally of uh, all my team members. And I was proud of where we came from. Um, but it's funny, right? Like, um, um, I think uh, something that I'm real, I've realized um, and uh, we've always tried to articulate in the stanza is um, I think setting numerical goals is always great. If you right. want to set those numerical goals uh, for yourself and you want to set those numerical goals for your team, and we started to do that um, internally here, we want to close this number of GCX clients at this minimum and this, this number of a GT average clients at this minimum. Yeah. And we want to build and we want to grow that. And those are good goals because uh, it sets a benchmark that ultimately, um, and I we always try to set the goals a little more lofty than what they are because if you sure. fall, if you, again, it's like the analogy, if uh, you shoot you shoot for the star, if you shoot for the moon, you might yeah. land amongst the stars, right? And That's so right. if you let the stars, stars are still good at the end of the day. But um, ultimately we're always striving to hit that kind of number. And um, this number that we set for this month is looking really good even so far in the first couple of weeks of the year sales-wise. And then also it's great because uh, I've had to set an investor number as well. And uh, what I just found through this fundraise not really a numerical number that you want to raise this at that it's it's just a contract game it's a numbers game right so i want to have these number of intro conversations with vcs um just based on my experience in sales that might lead to uh nine or ten three of every ten usually lead to qualified type of deals that ultimately lead to some sort of negotiation okay so i need to make sure i have this number of intros uh, on my top of funnel for investors, at least these many intro calls, at least this many demo calls, at least these many term sheets. And eventually we get to decide here with, because we want this amount of goals of term sheets, we reverse engineer where the top of the funnel number needs to be. So we set those kind of infrastructures in place um, from a numerical standpoint. But then I would also say like um, a big thing uh, that I've also been working on right now is, um, and it's funny, I've been working on with Francois and a couple other people here is, you, COVID, um, businesses working remotely, um, people not people on break. Uh, oh, they're not available digitally. They're not back in the office. These are all excuses. Mm -hmm. These are all excuses, right? And it's funny because I do it sometimes, right? You sit here sometimes and you sit here and you say, you know what? Well, uh, we didn't hit the numbers this week because ultimately it's COVID or it's the first week of January or you know what, people aren't back in the office. And you start making these excuses and then eventually sometimes uh, you go, well, damn, it's not working because ultimately ops and uh, maybe ops and tech didn't, we lost the client because ops and tech didn't do their job or we, they messed up on this. But when you do that, it's good to it's good to acknowledge it and do that uh, sometimes. Um, but what I've had the wherewithal and the real, which I'm really proud about, is I'm reading a lot of Michael Jordan lately. It's you know what excuses put block out excuses, block them out. You know what? Because when you block out excuses, you're gonna focus on the on like the anxiety levels that you have, the good anxiety that you have internally for yourself, and you're gonna focus on that and ultimately. You're not going to, well, you're going to be put in a position to go, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. All this excuse, this excuse, this excuse. You throw it out the window. You go, well, you know what? At the end of the day, it's just you, Troy. Right. You can control you, Troy. Okay. You don't have five. You, you need five more clients this month. And you're hearing all these other things from other people or on your, even on your team saying like, oh, well, this is that, that excuse, that. No. Well, guess what, Troy? You're still Troy. 
And you can go out and get five clients if you want to get five clients. You can block out all this noise and all these excuses, and you can go be Jordan. Go be Jordan, Troy. Yeah. And then I told, and I said to friend, friend, like this excuse, this excuse, this excuse, this excuse. Block it out. Go be Jordan. Go be Jordan, friend. Like that's right. Go, go literally out and just make it happen. And guess what? You're. It's going to be tough, and you're going to be overwhelmed. And it's going to be a lot of anxiety and you're going to put a lot of pressure on yourself. But what have we talked about from day one, Tristan, is when you put yourself in those situations, yep. you grow, you really grow. And so what your capabilities are today is I might discover for myself, I can go close five or six new GTA reach clients in one month by myself. And I just took myself to another level. So always it's about setting goals um, and not trying to make excuses for yourself. Just do the best you can Agreed. and push. Yeah. And you know what it is? A lot of people like they over, they overthink the big picture the big number. And then they just, they end up psyching themselves out and it makes, makes the right. situation worse versus saying, okay, like, Oh, I need to close five new clients. How about I just start trying to close one? Right. Like, like, why are you making 100%. it? You're, you're making it difficult on yourself by thinking of the big picture when like, that's going to take 30 days to get there anyway. Why? Like it, it it's an easy way to psych yourself up, psych yourself out instead of just like starting and just starting at one place. Small, like, like we always say, so true. small W's, small wins get you to the big win. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. so that's huge. You, um, <clears throat> you also touched on how Green Cube's going through another raise, another fundraise as well, talking to VCs and doing that kind of stuff. Um, one of the big, big headlines that came out uh, not too long ago is that sales loft one of uh green cubes partners they just announced yep. their strategic growth investment from vista equity partners and they've just achieved a 2.3 billion dollar valuation what like you know before we dive into that headline it's like when you hear 2.3 billion dollar valuation what does that make you feel as a founder duo corn baby not a unicorn to duo corn that's great um it's uh listen i think it's it's verification that we already knew right it's a it's a booming space it shows you that you're in the right space you're at the right you're at the right table uh, you're in the right and get you're talking to the right companies you're in the right digital space this whole bb sales like that's what it does um and, and it's also very um it's it's also really uh amazing to look at and see that growth of that company because uh, the story behind sales law, they started back in 2011. So they've actually been around for like 10 years. And uh, they went through, and the, and the CEO and founders there, they went through a lot of hardship um, at the start, a lot of discovery, a lot of like adjustments and pivoting, right? And eventually they got it right. And I think that's what we're seeing. And eventually they started to build and they got that MVP and that V1 and the build, 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 build. And the growth of that company over the last like, two years is insane like i think they've gone i don't want to like i'm not sure i'm off the top of my head but i think they've added like over 1.5 billion dollars in value to their company in the last two years alone so seeing that hockey stick growth um and then obviously this valuation coming out at 2.3 billion it, it for us as a company it, it's always great to see founders have success stories because especially in your space um be in a, and especially when it's a partner because you also get really excited that hey you know what one day maybe that could be me or maybe that exactly could be exactly and just 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 for the listeners that don't have an idea of who sales loft is and what they do give us give us a quick give us a quick uh like two sentence description of who who they are and what they do 
Great question. So sales is a sales engagement tool that plugs into like your existing uh, emails for salespeople. And what that essentially does is as a salesperson, uh, you need to send a ton of um, outreach, uh, usually on a daily basis to build the top of your funnel. And you also need to track your analytics on whether people are moving down the pipeline, how your calls are going. It's a great engagement tool from an email perspective, a call perspective, and then eventually an analytics perspective to basically see, um, get a great picture and in, in leverage that tool to be able to basically drive business as a salesperson. So it's a sure. tool built for salespeople to do outreach and then eventually see how deals move down the pipeline from calls and Zooms and yep. analytics on that front. Um, it's called the sales engagement tool. Um, eventually uh, they were, the, the mechanism of how it was built was um, there always was some sort of sales engagement tool when it came to CRMs that existing, so systems of record, which are the sales forces, the HubSpot, the Zoho's and stuff like that. Those systems of records came into place in like the late 90s. Eventually then SalesLoft came in the 2010s era, which is the sales engagement tools. And that was basically built off of that. The CRMs didn't have a great infrastructure, user interface, and weren't a great tool for the individual salesperson um, on, at that time. Okay. And that's where SalesLoft came from. And right. eventually where GreenCube now is coming from is we are a system of intelligence when it comes to prospecting. And what we found is there's a major gap within a sales organ. SalesLoft came in and did an amazing job and these big engaged have done a great job of creating a tool for the salesperson, mm -hmm. um, creating, putting the steering wheel, the gas pedal, the, the engine in the car, but you still need electricity and fuel to be able to power that car. Yeah. And that's where we come in. We provide the most highest quality like diesel, electricity, um, watt power um, it, it for, a, for a vehicle, which is ultimately that sales engagement tool that we're fueling. And we do that by generating the highest quality leads possible through the GCX and GCR reach product. Huge, shout out GCX, shout out GCX. So uh, just, just from this article, it says that this new investment from Vista will help further support sales lofts goal to expand into new geographic markets and provide unique product capabilities and support for local customers. So basically this new, new round of funding is going to help, help allow them just simply expand globally. Right. hundred percent. There's a massive um, uptick in appetite. Um, sales prospecting in general has well, we've, and we might be a little biased because we're in Canada. Um, has I think mostly been a lot North American focused and there's a huge um, ability to build up more sales infrastructure tools um, in the EMEA market. So the Europe, Middle East, Africa type of market. Um, coincidentally, like uh, Australia, New Zealand, the kind of southern portion of the world um, on that side in the, in the eastern side of the world has actually done a pretty amazing job. Uh, from a digital perspective, like Australia was one of the first early adapters onto LinkedIn. They are still one of the most active companies on that social platform. But Europe, Middle East, and Africa is still are still huge markets that need um, uh, need expansion into the uh, into the um, kind of sales prospecting space. Yeah. And we started to see that also in our own business. Like we have some clients now that are hiring more reps in the EMEA, building out their infrastructure, scaling to Europe and really starting to grow their type of hiring BDRs, hiring salespeople in those regions, um, because the regions that ultimately can be a massive um, aspect basically to be able to uh, for further grow. And um, just an organic thing is like, you're a company and uh, you launch to North America, your next organic move is to go to Europe or yep. go across the sea to another area there. 
um, and vice versa. If you launch in the EMEA, you're most likely trying to come to North America at some point as well. So yeah. it just depends geographically where you launch. But listen, Salesloft, uh, they they lead the way. Uh, we're we're ultimately really happy to be partners with them. And listen, congratulations to them and their whole team there. And the great thing about them too is um, they still have a very entrepreneurial mentality um, within their culture and organization. And they move very fast. They're really open to new partners coming in, working with them to for them to fit into their great engagement tool and ecosystem that they built there. And that's something that is not it, which I love about them because um, existing type of corporate businesses that maybe reach that type of valuation start to develop really heavy corporate type of structures. Right. Um, and it's harder for it's harder for entrepreneurs and young companies like us maybe to work with the sales loss of the world. But seeing that these founders have still instilled that quick entrepreneurial type of environment within a team of thousands now um, is pretty remarkable to see. Yeah, that's huge. And that's almost like a full circle ending to, to this act, act is that everything ultimately comes down to your company culture. And as soon as you start putting up blinders and, you know, not, as, as soon as you start putting up stuff and you cement yourself into one way of thinking, that's when you start to limit yourself. So to, to see a, a company like SalesLoft that still has that open-minded, like, hey, there's still room for the little guys and that the little guys are actually going to inevitably help them grow. That, that's, yep. where, that's what it all comes down to. So to all the startup founders, entrepreneurs out there, be open-minded and focus on your damn co company culture because it's, it's probably one of the biggest reasons for your success going forward. Culture eats strategy for breakfast, buddy. Culture eats eat, strategy for breakfast. Eat it up, eat it up. Troy, anything you want to add in this triple episode? Hey, listen, I appreciate everyone kind of jumping in and uh, just a quick message to everyone here as well. Um, this is, uh, we've officially launched this now across multiple different mediums and platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on YouTube. We're really going to, we've, we've uh, hired Tristan now um, to come on board and really try to drive this thing and create value for you guys. So we also want to hear your comments. We want to hear your feedback. Uh, we're constantly learning throughout this process, what we say, what we do, what we talk about. Um, it's not necessarily, uh, we're always just trying to get better at the end of the day. And uh, that's something that we've instilled in our culture here at GreenCube. And it applies to the content and that we put here on Stay Hot. So let's keep getting better every day, everybody. That was Act 30, Triple X, Vin Diesel episode. And we'll be back next week. Well said, my guy. Well said. All right. Taking off. Peace. Bye, buddy.